Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. Um, baptism, baptism is about embracing the new life that Jesus won for us on the cross by dying on the cross. It's an outward sign of an inward change. And it's a sign that you're saying, hey, I'm all in. It's a spiritual thing. I'm, I'm all in with following Jesus. I want to put him first in my life. And it's also saying, hey, I'm part of the family of God and also local church family as well. So that's what baptism is about. And today we have two wonderful people getting baptized. I'm going to welcome them both um, up the front. Uh, The first one is Jack. Why don't you give Jack a huge welcome? And the other one is Miranda. So uh, yeah, come, you can just stand here, uh, Jack. And uh, Miranda, I'm going to get you to come first, actually, and share your story. So over to you. (laughs) Okay. Hello, everyone. As my father said, my name is Miranda. I'm 12 years old and I am Pastor Andrew's daughter. Our family has always gone to church together and I love learning about God and becoming closer to him. I have the most amazing family that have and will, hopefully, (laughs) support me in my walk with God. I also have the privilege of being on the amazing worship team here in City Lights. That opportunity has helped me become closer to God through prayer and encouragement from so many people who love God and have influenced me for the best. When I get baptised, I'm not only making a public declaration that I've decided to follow Jesus in er in every area of my life, but I am also committing myself to this church, which for me is not a very hard thing to do. I love this church so much, and every single person is so special to me, like family. This church, City Lights, has the most incredible sense of belonging. Where am I up to? And acceptance for who you are. Many people in the church have helped me become closer to God and given me advice on how to hear God and tr- excuse me <laughs> and trust Him. As I am not the most patient person in that aspect. I'm so excited to get baptised because I want to be closer to God and let Him have my life, my heart, my purpose to be used for Him. I desire for God to use me to spread the word and shine with godly characteristics to everyone I meet. I want more of God and the Holy Spirit to consume me as I journey through life. Acts 2.38 explains some of the reasons why I want to get baptised. It says, Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I love God so much, but it is different to love someone when you can't see them. Jesus put himself on the cross for us so that we could have eternal life. And I admire the work he does every day in my life. When I set time aside for God, He gives me ideas and thoughts that bring me peace and allow me to encourage someone else. I can feel His presence in me as He helps me with with tough situations I go through. 
He cares for me and calls me a child in his family. That is why I love God. One of the things I experienced is that God can give you the most encouraging messages through small acts of kindness or simple thoughts. I was praying for baptism when God reminded me of a note I wrote on my calendar at the beginning of the year. The note said, am I moving towards God? I thought I had to wait for God to move first. Then I would have faith and move towards him. It had never ha- It had never occurred to me that faith was moving towards God, even when I could not feel that he was completely present as such or speaking to me. This is why I'm taking a step of faith and getting baptized. So I, Miranda, am taking this step in my journey, with excitement, of course, to get baptized today and follow God for the rest of my life. Isn't that wonderful? So proud of you. You can stay here. We're going to pray for Miranda and uh, as she's chosen, all those are her own words uh, that she spent time uh, crafting and creating. So, God, we thank you for Miranda. Lord, we thank you uh, for what you have placed within her. We thank you for the love that she has for you and the love that she has for others. And so, God, we uh, take time just as a community to celebrate that, to encourage her, to pray for her and to uh, just see in faith that she will accomplish everything that God has planned for her in her future. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. You can grab a seat. Awesome. Well, why don't you welcome Jack as he shares his story. You can put that down there, mate. Hey, everyone. It's bright up here, that's for sure. Good job. Uh, Well... I'll just get started, eh? I've had my fair share of battles, adversity, addictions, failure, depression, anxiety, fear, heartbreak, and they've all been my biggest blessings. When my daughter was about one, her mother Danny and I split up. I moved back in with my parents and I hit rock bottom. It's a great place to hit because you can build something solid on rock. I tried everything to fix my relationship, but one foot in and one foot out, like we were doing the hokey pokey, was a really unhealthy place to do the true work on myself. So nothing was ever a permanent change. I was tired of letting my loved ones down and I knew I had to make monumental changes. When I realized all my external problems I had were because I was lacking internally, I focused my development there. But as I did it all on my own, every day was such a struggle. I had an immeasurable amount of intrinsic motivation to become the best role model for my loved ones and to help others, but I was still struggling from my own vices, my sins, so I never truly felt at peace. I was always on edge, worrying about the future, if I had enough time to do the purposeful work of my life because I wasted so much of it taking one step forward and going two steps back. I would go really well, but then I would have an unforeseen external pressure, like a simple argument, and then I would have some kind of deep internal trigger, like the fear of losing my child and my family, and I would relapse to selfish, soul-destroying negative habits. For me, this came mainly in the way of a pornography and social media addiction, an overindulgence in food, negative self-talk, snapping on others in anger, external validation, and the occasional binge drinking. All of those vices which I thought I got rid of was just me running from the inevitable internal forgiveness of myself that remained. I knew I had to change. I had good habits 99% of the time, but in the times when I was exhausted mentally, I only had myself to count on, and I wasn't enough. That was a guy who was still learning through failing forwards. I wish I knew then that I could have just turned to God, but it was necessary for me to learn the hard way not to go at life alone. When I relapsed, I knew it was wrong, so I would punish myself with more unforgiveness and double down on the vices. 
because the shame and the guilt trapped me into a self-pity cycle of low self-worth, I would continuously commit acts that weren't of love. Why? I didn't feel worthy of it. Danny had left because of me. Natty was going to grow up in separate homes with co-parents who couldn't communicate and have all the problems of an absent father because of me. She had a father, but he wasn't fully present because he couldn't look after himself. So how could he possibly take care of them fully? Do you see my problem? So I knew the cure was the opposite. Break the self-pity cycle and take the action to restore the love from within. When I became grateful for these struggles, for my life, for that opportunity, I became accountable to being the best version of myself for my loved ones. In that process, I began to trust my internal witness and not ignore my conscience, which I was introduced to as the authentic voice of God. So I began praying to a God that I didn't fully know or understand. All I knew was that I wanted to help people get through the same pain that I had, convert that pain to purpose, and be the best man I could be for my family. As I progressed internally, I sought spiritual development. I studied chakras, new age spirituality. It didn't quite get to the stage where I looked at the stars one night and thought, what should a little Pisces fish like me do? All that stuff just wasn't the path, but it was a necessary step for me to take to see the enemy and to come to truth. As I began to ask this question every morning, God, what is it you want me to do? I was praying to God and I was thanking him for the day's opportunity. As I thanked him, I finally saw my pain as the prerequisite to my purpose. That gratitude for struggle is what opened the door to God. I asked God to give me the strength to carry out his vision. But you don't get strong by not being tested. You get strong by being challenged, by failure, by resilience. When I went at things alone, I reverted to my old terrible habits. Imagine the guilt and shame that I felt knowing my purpose but willingly wasting my life on these soul-destroying habits, these ungodly things. It was overbearing and it was because I put me first. Unknowingly then, but looking back now, all those chosen failures brought me closer to God's grace and his ultimate purpose for my life. God was preparing me, keeping me safe that entire time so I could learn. Then I could help others overcome their pain too by teaching them how to walk in faith. As I sought God, I could see him moving in people who I respected. The biggest catalyst for my change were the two loves of my life, Danny and our darling daughter Natalia. I saw the changes Danny had made by her relentless dedication to her faith. I saw the elegance, the love and the grace of the Holy Spirit flowing through her and subsequently our daughter Natalia. As Danny carried herself as the most amazing mother, partner and friend. She was living in Jesus' footsteps, but I didn't see that Jesus was the differential because I didn't know him. I was still self-reliant, aka full of ego. I was on the spiritual path still, where I believed in a vague God, the universe, which I was the center of. But that path led me to study the ego and to defeat it. Finally, my heart was opening. But as I hadn't forgiven myself yet, my heart posture was not open to receiving all of God's blessings and overcoming temptations. What held me back was I didn't trust in God enough, but I wanted to overcome the vices I had for good. Eventually, I had exhausted everything I believed possible, but I still knew I could move forwards completely from seeing Danny's changes, so I knew God would take me there if I trusted him. I hadn't tried that yet. Vague vision, vague plan, vague execution equals vague results. I had to get specific. I had to learn about God. I had to make him my first priority and not my last resort. I learned about God's grace, how he not only saved us by sending Christ to die for us so we could be forgiven for our sins, but also for the grace to sustain us on our path so that all of that guilt and shame in our past and our future could be rested on Jesus' shoulders. It was then that I asked God to forgive me. And in that moment, I was saved. I immediately felt a huge weight off my soul. Jesus was the final piece in my puzzle. 
I felt the love. I understood the true meaning of his sacrifice. I could breathe without anxiety, without shame, without fear. I finally felt peace and reassurance. But this didn't come until I put my bedrock on Jesus and trusted him first, not myself. I am now the best version of myself because I walk with him and I do not negotiate with sin. I wouldn't be here without all the loved ones who prayed without ceasing for me. And I thank you eternally. Since accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior, life has been challenging. But I have an overwhelming sense of peace because I trust Jesus, because I trust God and the Holy Spirit. I'm so grateful for the purpose they have blessed me with. And I'm walking by faith now, not by sight. The challenge is how I know I'm walking on the right path. I see now that nothing else matters unless I put Jesus first. It is uncomfortable to shed the old me, my old selfish attachments for the new me that benefits others more. But I've chosen to live out God's purpose for my life, being the man he calls me to be in all ways and walking in the footsteps of Jesus. So today is the, de- today is the declaration of my dedication to Jesus, to put death to the old self, to be free from the power of sin, to give birth to the new. Yet I pray that I remain tested. I know that that temptation will bring me closer to God. I always want to remember my past struggle and handle the inevitable future challenges the right way with the Lord as my shepherd. The choice to follow Jesus was obvious this entire time. I just had to drop the ego and open my heart. With him as the focal point, I am a much better father, partner, brother, son, and friend. I urge you all, talk to God. Make it a daily habit. We only have, what, 80, 90 years of this life, maybe? How many of them are productive? How many do you have left? You don't know. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed. So live the scripture. Drop everything that causes you regret and does not serve God's vision for your life. We are all called by God to do something unique and powerful and great with our lives. That path is not easy, but will you trade the rest of your life for eternity? Your impact and your ripple effect from you working with God in partnership, fulfilling God's purpose of your life will change infinite lives. And that is your responsibility. So I'll wrap up with what saved my life. God does a lot of work in you when you ask what you can do for him. Will you answer the call? Thank you. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, I just want to, uh, if you wouldn't mind just bowing your head and closing your eyes. Jack, thank you for being vulnerable and and being so uh, open and honest about the journey that's brought you here. But I just want to take a moment. Jack offered an invitation that he is something that he has found that is very real in his life. And so today... If you've never made that first step in following Jesus and you want to take this opportunity now, you can put up your hand just as an indication that you want to be part of this moment. And then I'd love to pray with you. Is there anyone here that would like to take that first step in following Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for for Jack. We thank you for the passion that he has. Lord, we thank you uh, that he's owned his own life and his mistakes and has come to you. And so, Lord, right now, we just affirm this decision that he's made. We also surround him as community with people that are helping him, championing him, praying for him. And, Lord, we also just see that you have called him to share this message with lots and lots of people and that many people are going to come to faith in Jesus because of Jack's testimony and because of his story. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Awesome.
Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community. Thank you.